so vain I'm pretty sure this song is about I'm so vain Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you? Don't you? Today is Friday, July 16th, 2021. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am the host of a show called This Joe Batanz, a show where I talk about the adventures that I managed to get into, despite the fact that I never leave, not just my house, but rarely do I even leave the bedroom. I play a lot of video games now. I don't know what it is. And we're going to talk about it right here on This Joe Batanz, right here. On the Afterthought Medias. Like I said at the top of the show, my name is Joe Batanz and I am the host of this Joe Batan. It's a show where I talk about my life and we're talking today about the, well, it's not the events of, um, hold on. I, I'm trying, I, everyone, I don't even know why I'm, I'm the one that falls for it. Um, I was like, while the theme song was playing, I'm like, oh, I gotta approve that logo. Oh my God. You can't just fucking buy things anymore. So I'm approving JLo's logo thing, but now I have to fill out a whole thing. Uh, we'll do that later. I thought, oh, I'll approve at the end. And they're like, fill this out. And they won't let me skip it. Stupid Fiverr. You should give me a review of Fiverr. I just want to re- move on with my life. I thought I would just approve it while I was on the thing. Let me put a note to my... I have to make a note to myself now. Um, All right. Anyway, like I was saying, I, this is not the... um episode for it because it's the middle of the day on friday july 16th 2021 but uh i uh i'm gonna talk about things that have happened over the past few days i'm also mad because my mom sent me some money this is a story that's just happened right now sometimes she says oh can you go buy this for this thing i'm doing and i'll pay you back and historically, it's been very easy. We either use um, uh, the Cash app or uh, her Apple wallet. One of the two could be either because she can just text it, whatever. Well, now her friend Cookie, where everything has to, whatever Cookie does, she has to do. Cookie started using this fucking app, Zelle. Been promoting like nobody. It's called Zelle. Right? And they keep trying to get you. So she owed me the money, and so she sent it to me with Zelle. And now Zelle's like, to accept the money, you have to enroll in this app. And I'm like, ugh. Now I gotta enroll a whole other app that no one uses. No one. She already has apps that she uses, and she enrolls in a whole other app that I don't use, and I gotta, Zelle. Does anybody, please, does anybody out there use Zelle? Does anyone? Tell me. Tell me right now that I'm wrong, that no one uses this Zelle. Deckhead is typing. People are typing. Zell. See, Luke says he's never heard of it. Zell. Who's ever heard of Zell? Yeah, no one has ever heard of Zell. Anyway. 
But Cookie uses it. She already, and she already, this is someone who's not technically proficient, okay? She's not technologically proficient, okay? She already has apps that she learned how to use, okay? And now she's doing a whole new app. I don't know what this app is. I mean, I know, it's, I, I trust it. It's from, which is a major banking institution. But now to have a whole other app, I'm going to refuse the money. So, um, <clears throat> I'm not going to get on this Zelle train. Okay. Anyway, that just happened literally as the first part of the theme song, um, as the first part of the theme song played, I got the text message. Uh, Betty Batance has paid you using Zelle to enroll, to, to, to use this enroll in Zelle. Raymer says that all banks are trying to push it. The banking standard transfer app. Yeah, because they're seeing, it's not like you would, they're probably trying to sell it's more safe and stuff like that. But they're like, oh, look at this. Uh, uh, PayPal and all these big companies are making money using these cash apps. We're not getting in on this money. Meanwhile, <clears throat> whole thing. Anyway, I don't know. All this happened right when the show started. John Paul called me right when the show started and, and I needed to talk to him. That's why I was late. I was doing, nothing happened for the past, I should have just done the show. I, I sent everyone who's listening later, I sent the initial announcement I was going to do the show live at like 1040 or something. I'm like, oh, I'll do it at 1130 and I'll get a little bit of work done. And I should have done it then because no one bothered me. And then all of a sudden, right when the show started, uh, everyone needed everything from me. SDC says she can't even use Venmo. Well, look, I can't. Make apologies for Canada. Anyway, I wanted to talk about the events that happened over the past few days. Okay. We're actually going to strangely work backwards. <clears throat> I usually start in the, be- I usually start in the past and work forward. We're going to go back. Eh, let's start in the past and go forward because then it's, it's less confusing. So the last you heard from me, I did that, um, brainstorming session, which I don't know if it was boring or not boring or not. I don't know what it was. That's going to be the new thing. Sometimes I'm just going to sit down and ramble and we'll just, instead of giving it a date, we'll just give it the title of what I rambled about, whether it's magic or nonsense. But, you know, I said, I'm going to do a, a, this Joe Batanz about the following day. But then things kept happening and I was like, ugh, right? Even though I have a new plan for this Joe Batan, it's going to start, I think, Monday. Where I think I was trying, what I was trying to do originally was I do this Joe Batan. Okay, so when I first started this idea, this is the beginning of 2021, and I had a very easy, not easy schedule, but like a schedule that was easy. It was very nice and neat. That's a better way to put it. It was a neat schedule in that I had a show every day, uh, Saturday through Tuesday. Okay, so I figured, well, that's four episodes a week. I'll just do this Joe Batanz on top of that. And it worked out very nicely for a long time. The problem was the shows got more intense and everything built and then things started moving. Uh, It got to be either that I was by the time I was done doing the show, I just did not want to talk anymore. So I didn't want to do with this Joe Batanz episode or. Uh. I was too busy. I don't know. A bunch of things happened. Things got in the way. And so what I figured I will do is now this Joe Batanz is a Monday through Thursday show. 
and I will just do it in the morning. The first thing I do in the morning. Now, technically, Wednesdays and Thursdays are my day off. But a couple of things. One, this new schedule I have um, doesn't really make that very convenient. The Wednesday and Thursday days off thing. And um, there are weird little holes and whatnot. And uh, it's also, this show, Batanz by itself, is a fairly easy show to do. It's 20 minutes long. I, it rarely, if ever, edited at all. It's just whatever comes out of my mouth in, the, in that time period. So I rarely edit it. And because it's only 20 minutes, to actually process the data and all that stuff takes no time at all. It's a very easy show to put together. So if on Wednesdays and Thursdays, in the morning, I have to just do a 20-minute show and post it. Whatevs. To be honest with you, it works out anyway, because whenever I whenever I have commercials due, it's always been that they are due on Wednesday and Thursday, so I land up doing those anyway uh, on my days off when I have to do a commercial. So, um, <clears throat> it's going to be a Monday through Thursday show, no matter what the schedule is. I'll just do it in the morning and release it that day so that the title actually matches the day that it comes out. And, uh, and I'll do it in the morning so I'm not tired by the end of the day. I usually have, like, what am I going to do today? And, I, and, and then I'll talk about the previous day. But that's that's going to be the new policy starting Monday, July 19th. That's going to be the new policy. So, uh, anyway, uh, on the brainstorming session, I said, I'll talk to you after we do um, this uh, thing. This, uh, the day, because Wednesday was a busy day. So, <clears throat> uh, I think you have three text messages. What are these three text messages? I'm going to read them on the air. Probably one from Betty. Uh, Hold on. She's mad she heard me. And she's mad that I said what, where she banks. She thinks that people knowing where she banks, they're going to know what to do. Meanwhile, there's a person who uses her cell phone. So, yeah, that's going to be the new schedule. Anyway, let's go back to where we were. So, uh, and what I'll do is I'm going to put, okay, all right, I'm going to deposit at a certain point, right when we get to the end, so we can finish all the stories. All right, so Wednesday morning, uh, I wake up and it's time, I have to go have coffee with uh, Republican of the show. John Arts. Now, for those of you that don't know the history of John Arts, he's actually an OG, OG listener. If you go back to the Catching Up reviews, I think he leaves the first or second review ever of Catching Up. And by the way, it's our only, whatever, the, I don't know if it's four stars or five stars on iTunes, it's the one short. He doesn't give us the perfect review. I think every other show to that is like, I don't know, there's big reviews on it, right? And, uh... His is like the one that's not, but he's like the huge, the hugest fan, which I think is so funny. And um, so he's been from the very beginning. I, 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 he somehow found Mike Lawson even before that was like a what some would call lies fan, game night guys. Like he goes way back. I mean, he's OG. He's OG Mike Lawson, you know. And he is an older man, and he is an Orange County, California Republican. And he's been very nice to me and Mike over the years. So every, and now he's a widower. And so every so often, um, 
he wants well now that Lawson, when Lawson lived locally, he would hang out with Lawson occasionally. But um, now that Lawson's gone, it's every I could say once a year, maybe twice a year. He and I will get together for coffee. Uh, I kind of see it as my good deed, even though he's a very nice and pleasant man. Uh, I, I, I mean, it's, I I don't like having coffee with anybody, you know. But I had coffee with him because I remember I felt badly, but like during the height of the pandemic, he wanted to get together for coffee and I had to be like, we're in the middle of a pandemic. I'm not going anywhere. And so this was sort of my making up for that. So on a Wednesday, you know, it, it's tricky and I've brought it up before. I think it's very easy for people who live in bubbles to be like, ah, fuck all Republicans and they're all horrible and they're evil and monsters and whatnot. And it's just not the case. My experience has been, you know, it's a conversation that uh, Aiden and I have often. One of the things is, you know, when you're that young is that everything's so black and white when you're young. When you're young, everything is so black and white and so obviously right and so obviously wrong and they can't see shades of gray. And uh, so to him, all Republicans are evil, you know? And the truth of the matter is that, and, and you know, this is an, a truth he didn't want to hear. I remember he and I had this conversation recently, and I could tell you, he was, like, he was just like huffy and whatever. But yes, I have big disagreements with Republicans. I agree, especially the current batch of Republicans, I agree with almost zero to nothing of what they say. That's the same thing. And um, yet, I will say, you know, as a serial entrepreneur, um, throughout my life, the people who have helped me the most, no matter what the industry was, no matter what the company was, whether it was my tutoring company, no matter whether it was my uh, uh, my tutoring company, whether it was my... Uh, uh, nonprofit, n- name it. The people who have helped me the most in those endeavors have been Republicans. When I had my tutoring company, uh, there was a Republican parent who let me use her office as a, a tutoring location for like a year, like two years. And um, when I, uh, with undergrad prep, John, uh, the Republican listener used to work that was his career before he retired was he was a fundraiser and he sat down with me and gave me advice for fundraising and all that nonsense and how to get the nonprofit started like they've always been very helpful so it's it's one of these things where again shades of gray i agree with them politically i'm very little but i don't i don't see them as monsters i just think that for a lot of people they're just very misguided and there's a lot of people that we know who's you know, like, for instance, Mike Lawson's parents are hardcore Republicans. Are they monsters? No. Adam Vought's parents are Republican. Are they monsters? No. They're some of the nicest people I've ever met in my entire life. So I had coffee with John Arts. He said stupid Republican bullshit. I just sit there. I don't argue because there's no point in arguing. I'm never, I'm never, that's my thing too. I'm not going to waste my breath because I'm never going to change. I've never had a case where I argue with them and then they change their minds, you know? Um... And so I think I told you guys last time when Aiden and I actually had this conversation, I was on my way to see some friends in Newport Beach, California, and they are all Republicans, hardcore Republicans. Well, the exception of one. We just don't talk about it. We just don't talk about politics. They sometimes try and slip it in, but we just I just let it sit there and it just goes away. 
So I had coffee with him, and then I had a therapy appointment immediately after. Okay, and um, uh, he um, he, I saw so I saw my therapist. I think with my therapist is that he I've had him for fifteen years. Okay. And the history was I had a different therapist, a woman named Beatrice, and um, uh, she um, uh, left the the business because she got pregnant and had a baby. Okay, and so he was. She had recommended me to this gay men's group therapy. He was the facilitator, the the therapist in charge of it, and. I, when she left, I just made him my therapist and I've been with him for 15 years. Okay. 15 years I've been with Frank. And, uh, the thing with Frank, and I learned this a long time ago. I learned this five, maybe seven and a half years ago, eight years ago. I learned that Frank, if, if it's not gay, Frank is a gay man. He's married to another man. If it's not gay, he just is not interested. Because if it's not, because if, if it isn't gay, huh, he's not interested. And so, anytime I bring things that aren't specifically gay relationship problems, then he's just—I could tell—just so not interested. So yesterday, I mean, on the day that I did the therapy session, uh, I was going on and on about, um, uh, how I'm in this funk. I'm in this weird funk that I don't know how to get out of and that like I'm getting my work done. I'm getting the things I need to get done. But like other than that, I'm just very blah. Um, and uh, and how did Jordan Darling put a comment and immediately there was a laughing emoji? Anyway, uh, Jordan Darling, by the way, in the chat room said, hey, 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 put your rainbow flags up. Frank's in the house. Ow. And, uh, and someone immediate, like immediately liked it, which I like it. I'll, you know, I'll like it too. Make Jordan feel good. Okay. So, um, I was telling him, so as I'm telling him, like, yeah, you know, here's the thing. I start talking about how drag race is sort of, I talked to you guys about this stuff before, but that drag race, uh, Oh, oh, wait, let me pause it. I promise you I'd pause it. I didn't pay attention. Okay, there we go. That drag race is sort of just beige to me now. It's just beige. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just beige. You know? And I, and so, like, you guys, like, everyone, I've heard it from a couple of people that, I've heard from a couple of people that they're really liking All Star 6. Okay? I actually do like it, but, like, not in the way that he's like, I don't know. I can't tell up or down whether it's a great season or not. I'm all, it's fine. It's more, it's actually pretty enjoyable to watch. I will say it's not, it's not as much of a, of a chore to watch it as it has been the other seasons, but I can't tell if it's great or not. And some of you were talking about how horrible Drag Race Down Under was. I don't know. They all seem the same to me now. Everything's just beige. And I'm talking about this with Frank and he doesn't watch Drag Race, isn't in a drag. And halfway through I'm talking, he's on his phone. And he says, he goes, 
oh, don't don't worry. I'm listening to you. I'm listening. He goes, I'm looking. You just said something that reminded me. I wanted to show you something. So I keep talking about how <coughs> drag race is boring to me. And like, I just, it, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get through this funk and whatnot. And then I finish and he goes, Frank DeCaro wrote a book called Drag, you know, something, 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 and shows me the cover of this book. And I was like, he wasn't listening. <laughs> I literally just said, I'm so bored of drag and drag race. And then he shows me a book that I should buy, he thought of me, about the history of drag or something. I don't know. Of course, then I talked about me and Aiden, and all of a sudden he was all ears. So, uh... Yeah. So anyway, um, that was, that was the session with Frank. And then after Frank, I immediately drove home and my cousin Richard, I have, for those of you who are new to the show, I have a gay cousin named Richard. He's a week younger than me and gay. And he was going to come over and we were going to have lunch and just hang out and meet up. And, um, Richard, uh, is, uh, it, there's really nothing much to say. We he, he came over. We had uh, he wanted a, to borrow a cookbook, but I just gave him the cookbook because I never use the fact actually that I couldn't find the cookbook. And when I actually found it, it was right in. I have like a uh, like a shelf over my bed where I just stack books very artfully that look very cool. Like oh look at him, he's reading all the time. And the fact that it was there collecting dust in that shelf, I didn't even know where it was. When I was looking for it. I was like okay, I'm just giving him this book. I gave him that cookbook. It's his now. And uh, and then we had lunch. And uh, pretty uneventful, to be honest with you. We were just laughing, having a good time, talking about what's going on in his life. And then he came home. And um, we came home. He came here. He came to my house and sat in the air-conditioned house for in half an hour or so. And then he went home. And then the rest of the night, I think I just ate dinner and played video games. Wasn't much to it. Uh, why don't we do, we'll do another episode. Okay, we'll do another episode. And when we do, I will, uh, talk about Thursday. Okay, I guess that's a day. Because I, we didn't talk about the drone, which I, I talked about a little bit on one of the other shows and what J- Evil John's birthday party. It'll be another episode of the show, Matanz. I'm gonna, yeah. So we'll do it right then. It'll be another episode. I don't know what I'm gonna date. I'm gonna call that episode, but it's gonna be happening right here on this Joe Batanz, right here on Afterthought Media. <laughs> <laughs>